Alejandria Ocasio-Cortez is very distraught over what is going on at the border and the detention centers, maybe to the point of even lying about it. Now, we know facts aren't very important to her. She said it herself. As long as you're doing what's morally right. Isn't that right? Well, is it morally right to let fellow Americans live among filth in the streets while you caterwaul over people who have no right to be here and who have been detained for violating our borders? Is it moral to lie about their conditions? Is it moral to smear the hardworking men and women of Customs and Border Protection because you want to score political points? Is it moral to advocate for socialism, a truly evil system of government that would cause the very tumultuous conditions that drive those people here? Is any of that moral? No, of course not. But AOC is not a moral person. She is a shameless carpetbagger who will say anything for attention. And the American people whom she still represents, although I know it's easy to forget, deserve better. So AOC, she's on her campaign to portray the detention centers as concentration camps, and she's trying to make them sound as awful as possible at the expense of the good men and women who run Customs and Border Protection. We had the, we had the concentration camp comments, we had the pictures that were leaked by her photographer of what looked like crocodile tears as she gazed over an empty parking lot. We had that ProPublica article about the secret border Facebook group. So it appears to be many people involved in this campaign. And so we're going to get into all of it, plus we're going to get into Colin Kaepernick. His mask comes off. It was always about the flag, which he hates, and we've known that. It's just that we were told, no, this is not about the flag. It's about racism and police brutality. Nope, it's about the flag. Plus, the president's favorite meme smith, Carpe Donctum, he's the mystery man behind a lot of the epic video memes that you've seen the president tweet out. He's on the show. But before we dive into all of that, I want to quickly tell you about our sponsor, who today is Home Title Lock. Imagine being evicted from your own home for not paying home equity loans that you never took, that, took out. That's exactly what happened to a Portland couple, and you could be the next victim. The crime, it is called home title fraud. A year ago, I had no idea what or how common this crime was, but the consequences of it can be devastating. Home titles and mortgages are kept online now, so that means criminals can hunt them. They forge your name and they take you off your home's title. Then they borrow money using your home as collateral. You won't know it until the late payment threats arrive. Identity theft programs, banks, and insurance, they don't protect you. But for just pennies a day, Home Title Lock will put a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. My friends rely on Home Title Lock to help guard their homes, and you should too. Unfortunately, you might already be the victim, but thankfully there's an easy way to find out. You just go to HomeTitleLock.com and register. I got you a free title scanner report, $100 value free with sign-up. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com. That is HomeTitleLock.com. All right, so here's what AOC had to say about the border. There's abuse in these, in these facilities. There's abuse. This was them on their best behavior, and they put them in a room with no running water, and 
these women were being told by CBP officers to drink out of the toilet. They were drinking water out of the toilet. And that was them knowing what a congressional visit was coming. That was, this is CBP on their best behavior, telling people to drink out of the toilet. Did you see somebody actually do that? She had to go. Sorry, she had to go. Did you see it? AOC for yourself. Uh, uh, sorry. I have to go. Zoop. Okay. Got it. We don't know. We don't know if she witnessed it for herself or if it even happened at all, but there are inconsistencies abound on this. We've got California Congresswoman Judy Chu saying they didn't see it for themselves. They just heard about it secondhand. One woman said that uh, the Border Patrol agent told her to, to, if she wanted water, just to drink from a toilet. And it would actually be hard to witness that for yourself, AOC, if you didn't even take a tour of the facility. Washington Examiner border reporter Anna Jaratelli writing, AOC, she screamed at federal law enforcement agents in a threatening manner during a visit to a U.S. Border Patrol facility in El Paso, Texas, Monday afternoon and refused to tour the facility, according to two people who witnessed it. And according to a CBP official, the Texas detention facilities, they have these fixtures, fixtures like these, which deliver clean drinking water from the faucets above every toilet. Is this what she's talking about when she says drinking from the toilet? The devices that all detention facilities and prisons and jails have? Multiple CBP officials are saying AOC, she distorted the entire situation. A CBP official said Monday in the early evening that plumbing fixtures at the locations Ocasio-Cortez visited are standard-issue jail appliances with sinks that dispense safe drinking water attached to toilets in a single unit. That's according to the Daily Mail. That CBP official continued, no one is drinking toilet water. They're drinking potable water from the sink attached to the toilet. It's what you would find in every municipal jail in the United States. Right. Every municipal jail, because lest we forget... These people have broken the law, and that is why they are being detained and having to use these toilet sinks. Now, interestingly, a border agent who was there recounted the incident to the Washington Examiner like this. Quote, so this is what happened with the migrant and drinking water from the toilet. She wanted water, didn't know how to use the faucet in the cell, and drank from the toilet. She never told AOC that we made her drink from the toilet. AOC, of course, changed it. This, of course, comes along with a number of other reckless accusations from Alejandria, all without evidence, claiming they were being physically and sexually threatening toward her. What does that even mean, physically and sexually threatening? These accusations, of course, come right after an organization called ProPublica dropped a story about a secret Border Patrol Facebook group where agents joke about migrant deaths and post sexist memes. Now, that sounds terrible, but they're talking about a handful of posts from a Facebook group that has almost 10,000 people. I mean, read, read any comment section, and you're always going to see some truly atrocious things. And all border agents in the country are not responsible for what a few a-holes posted. No, she's doing all of this for political purposes. Remember, Remember, this wasn't a crisis. This was a manufactured crisis. This wasn't a real crisis until they found a way to make Donald J. Trump responsible for it. And then, okay, yeah, now we can call it a crisis. Now it's the worst crisis in the world. The truth is the detention centers are clearly overwhelmed. And when you've got thousands of more, of more people occupying a place that is meant for thousands less, it's not going to be the Four Seasons. But... 
AOC opposed the $4.5 billion in funding that would go to border security, that would go to help the situation. So she doesn't really appear to be interested in solving these problems. No, she's interested in using it as a political bludgeon against Trump. That is why a congresswoman who is supposed to be representing her citizens, the people in her district in New York, at the very least people in her city or fellow American citizens, She's actually now a spokesperson for those here illegally from Mexico and Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador. AOC, back home, you've got 13% of people living below the poverty line. You say you care about, you care about the kids so much. Well, the number of children living below the poverty line in your district is 19%, which is actually higher than the national average. There are 62,000 homeless people in New York City. 14% of the nation's homeless population live in New York City. I mean, you've got people urinating in the streets. The cops, they're told, just give them a ticket. And then it's all in the streets. People are lying down in it. They go, they live in it. It's filthy. It's horrifying. And that's people who haven't broken the law. Conditions for people who are innocent. And you're okay with that because it, I guess it doesn't give you the clout you seek by exploiting the situation at the border. And that is exactly what you're doing. And you are letting illegal immigrants, drug traffickers, and child traffickers off the hook. All right. I don't know how much more I can take. We've got Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is back in the news. I had almost forgotten how much I detest that little moron. He's been pretty much forgotten about right until this point and so he's like you know what i gotta find another way to make a stink to get attention and this time it is at the expense of of course the american flag because that's his shtick but at the expense of also an american icon betsy ross so nike they were set to release their new sneakers featuring the betsy ross flag designed in celebration of the fourth of july maybe you've heard of that holiday Then Colin, he cried to the execs, and they listened to him. He cried to them, this flag is offensive. You want to know why? Because it reminds him of slavery. That's right. The flag representing the United 13 colonies in their war for freedom against the British Empire is too traumatizing for little Colin. And wait, I thought he said his protest wasn't about the literal flag, but now I guess the literal American flag triggers him too. It defies logic. But obviously, logic is not exactly something that Colin Kaepernick cares about. He doesn't care about decency either. Because in his crusade to recapture the limelight, he is smearing an innocent woman as some kind of white supremacist. I mean, it's asinine, white supremacist. She was a Quaker. Betsy Ross grew up in a Quaker family. Quakers were among the first white people to come out against slavery. So Colin, he's trying to rewrite history, and Nike is letting him. Nike is caving into his demands. Betsy Ross, she was a trained upholster when her husband left to fight the Revolutionary War. She kept their upholstery business up and running. She repaired uniforms, she made tents, she made blankets, and of course, she made lots of flags to help the war effort. She's a, they call her a founding mother, founding mama of America, all right? That is Betsy Ross, an icon. She is an example of the American spirit. She is a champion for freedom. And it is frankly inexcusable and actually just straight up unintelligent 
to associate her with slavery just because she was born at the same time when it was legal. I mean, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin was actually a slave owner at one point, still a great guy. And you know what? Ben Franklin, he invented bifocals. So does wearing glasses make someone a white supremacist now? Hmm? You see how dumb this idea is? Of course it's dumb. It came from Colin Kaepernick. Yes, America was founded as a slave-owning nation, but you'd think, I don't know, we did fight a war to end that, and right now it's kind of obvious that we aren't anymore. <laughs> in fact, we are in the freest, least racist country that has ever existed in the whole of human history. So my advice to Colin Kaepernick, spend your 4th of July reflecting on how good you have it. Sure, I mean, your football career didn't exactly pan out because you're not that good, but right now you have all the money in the world and are living in the best time ever for a black man in America. So enjoy it, buddy. All right, Carpe Donctum is a meme smith. That's actually his official title, even recognized by the, by the New York Times. Very, very fancy. You've undoubtedly seen his videos. And the man behind that magic is here with me now, Carpe. Good to be here with you. Good to be here. So who even comes up with that? I, you know, I don't know. It, that, that, <laughs> that just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, uh, you know, it was uh, it was the great meme war of 2017. Uh, right. And uh, everyone was making them, and that was just my I idea. mean, it's brilliant. It, it really is. It's <laughs> hilarious. And you've probably seen it how many times? I more than I can count. <laughs> and you're still laughing. I'm yeah, still laughing. Yeah. Um, your name is Carpe Donctum. I know Carpe Diem. Right. I know Carpe Noctum. What's what is Donctum? Donctum is uh, is what a what a high schooler would think seize the donkey was in Latin, but not knowing Latin. <laughs> right. 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 So yeah. it seize the donkey. Seize the right. Democrat donkey. Right. Exactly. So I feel like your meme videos. Would you call them memes or would you call them videos? Uh, they're all under that, that umbrella that category. Of memes, yeah. I feel like yours are, everyone's doing them out there. And as you said, in 2016, mm -hmm. it was the big meme war. Everyone was doing them. Yours are probably, I would say, have an extra element that makes them higher quality than in some, some of the cases, others. Yes. And, and, a, and, and ju there's just an extra je ne sais quoi there right. about yours. What is your creative process? Like, how do you come up with that? Do you sit down? Do you say, you know what? I'm going to do this first, and then this is going to happen, or does it just kind of all come to you in a creative process? You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of strange because uh, I, I approach it the same way like a movie director would approach a movie. You know, um, I start out with you know just an idea, and then I work out from there, and then I uh, you know I'll add elements to it, things that make sense. Uh, but you know, I, I went like the whole video to tell a story so that part's like the most important and it certainly is working because yeah. the president now has very much noticed you're probably one of his favorite 
meme smiths. Right. Uh, how did that happen, and what did that feel like? Uh, well, it's been crazy because it's you know it's been over uh, a course of like five months or so. I guess I was on the radar, and uh, he continued to share them. So as recently as last week. Let's roll that one. Senator Warren, I want to start with you. We are less than 50 miles from Parkland, Florida, where 17 people were killed in a school shooting. Someone's got my binder. <laughs> we are, What's happening? We are, are going to take a quick break. We're going to get this technical uh, situation. What's happening? situation fixed. We'll be right back. Are you ever worried when you do these? I mean, you mock the left mercilessly in these. The State of the Union one, you mock the left. Uh, there's the other one that you probably know, Joe Biden, after Joe Biden was seen all over the place sniffing people and, <laughs> and kissing them on the cheek and Fondling them is very creepy, and you took advantage of that after he gave some lame apology. Actually, let's watch that one. I shake hands, I hug people, I, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. And, and, uh, and whether they're women, men, young, old, it's, it's the way I've always been. It's the way I've tried to show I care about them and I'm listening. So you're going after their darlings. Right. You're going after their guys. Uh, are you worried? And you're not a troll behind a keyboard. You're here on this show. Right. You're talking to us. Um, so your face is out there. Are you ever worried that what happened in Oregon to Andy No is going to happen to you? Well, yes and no. Because, I mean, like uh, most of the time I'm going to be, you know, behind the keyboard and doing things like that. But as I make more public appearances, it's sure it, it, it crosses my mind. Um, but I, I believe that everybody's a target on the right. Not just sure. me. So I mean, I would, I would say that that everyone has to worry about that that element of like the Antifa and what happened in Oregon. So, but I'm not going to change what I'm going to do just because because somebody might come, come, after, come after you, yeah. right? I mean, because so. they're coming after you for what you believe, right? And in order to change that, you would have to change what you believe. Yeah, I don't really feel like doing that right now, right? <laughs> I bet they want you to, and, and you know, you you had the Ozzy Osbourne song. In, in that one we watched a, f uh, a few videos ago. Uh, you're clearly a fan of his. Is he a fan of yours? Uh, he, well, it's, uh, it, that's another complicated question because, <laughs> because uh, Sharon Osbourne was the one that was upset about... Um, I have not actually heard from Ozzy himself, so may maybe he doesn't care. I don't know. Maybe he's... But, but Sharon is very Sharon's very not upset. happy about it, no. And she, and, she, and she wants it taken down. Yeah, she said never... I believe she said never use my music or our music again. So that's inc that's incredible. So <laughs> interesting thing. So do you know how you got into the president's circle? How he no started to notice your work and repost it, or did it just kind of happen organically? Well, I mean, I'm one step away from Don Jr. with Scott Adams as a follower, and right. you know, lots of other people. So it it just could be any time he's scrolling through, or and if the president were smart, he'd he'd hire you. Well, well he'd uh, hire you in the, the official capacity. Well, I'm not going to tell the president what to do. That's <laughs> well, and I'll tell you why. Not because, not because uh, it, 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 it's because they're effective. 
and it's because they help him get his message out there right. in a way that uh, that younger people can enjoy, in a way that mass audiences can consume. And so it's very effective, and I think arguably memes <laughs> played a huge role in helping the president win in 2016. Absolutely. Um, there, you know, there is something to consider there, though, that um, with how I'm currently operating, I'm not chained down. I don't have to worry about uh, copyright stuff necessarily. You know, if they take my video down, they take it down. Right. But uh, w if I were in an official capacity, then we've got a whole committee of people that are saying, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know about that. That little thing over here, you might not be right. able you to can't use that yeah, song, can't use you that. can't use that image. So I, 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 as much as I'd love to work for him, I, maybe I would do a better job not working for him if you didn't understand what no, I that, that that makes sense because it gives so, you a little it gives you a little more wiggle room and freedom right and you're not as they're not liable for you know something that that you might do yes yeah, he, he can tweet it right, and just right. say well i didn't right. make wait, it. Wait, wait, i didn't make it I didn't make it do you think memes are going to play the same kind of role in the next election i think they already are yeah um i i think they're going to be important in any election from now on i They've been important for a, for a long time. You, you know, um, even before we had a name for it, there was uh, push your grandmother off a cliff. You know, campaign commercials where yeah. uh, those were those were basically the same thing. And, and this is just the social media version. Yeah, it's just the that. it's the new new age version of those same. You know, the attack ads and um, comedy and all that stuff. So. And you're a pretty you're a pretty mild mannered guy. Your generally, father, yeah. generally, don't upset you, maybe. <laughs> you got five kids, right? I've got four. Four kids. Four You've kids. got four kids. I, and uh, how does someone like you from Kansas, how does someone like you get into posting spicy memes online and creating What are you, what are you trying to say about Kansas? I'm just saying, you're, you're, you guys are generally <laughs> friendly people. You know, I, I lived in New York for years. I'm in D.C. now. Right. We're not friendly here. You yeah. guys, you know, every time I've gone to Kansas, well, everyone has been very nice. I would say the, the my my videos are much more friendly than others. Right. They're funny. They, right. They're, they're funny, funny and they're innocent. They're, and they're biting, but they're not they're not mean. Right. They're, they're not a um, – it's not the attack dog kind of mentality. But um, how did I get into it? You know, just – I've always liked to be funny and like to um, uh, make people laugh. And then, you know, Trump came around and uh, politics kind of came back on the radar for me. So, And you'll, you'll vote for him again in 2020? Absolutely. All right. Carpe Doctum, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.